Hi guys, and welcome to the Figured Outable podcast. I'm your host, Carly Visconto, and this is a space where we talk all things navigating life in your 20s, diving into the topics of health, wellness, career, faith, relationships, and so much more. No longer are the days where we have to act like we have it all figured out. In a world that likes to pretend, join me for your dose of reality, proving that you can live your happiest life while figuring it out at the same damn Welcome back for another episode of Figured Outable. I am your host, Carly Visconto, and today we are talking 10 uncomfortable things I got comfortable doing. And this episode was actually inspired by a few recent conversations I've had in the last couple days. Um, Believe it or not, this is my second to last day here in Australia. My little extended stay is coming to a close, which is really sad, but it's Definitely bittersweet because I'm so excited to get home to my friends and my family. Um, I've been getting messages from my sister of my nephew who is just starting to crawl and I've been literally dreaming about my nephews every single night. Um, So I'm just so excited to get home to them and to see my girlfriends. We already have our little dinner plans for when I get home. Just a lot of great things coming. I feel like it's a good time of year. But with that, um, since I'm leaving Australia, I've been having some catch-ups with just some people that I've met along the way. And I've been having a lot of like brunch dates and coffee chats and walks along the water in the morning and just a lot of good conversations that kind of sparked the idea for this episode because it really had me reflecting on, I would say like the last five years of my life and the person that I've kind of grown into. And a lot of that is just a testament to kind of experience and just a part of life and becoming an adult and graduating college and getting a job and having to learn how to navigate kind of the system and be an advocate for yourself while also um, interacting with other people and being cognizant of their feelings and their emotions and their egos. And I just feel like there's a large chunk of your young adult life where you're doing things that really feel like you're being pushed out of your comfort zone, whether that be hard conversations and confrontations or establishing boundaries in certain relationships. Like there's a lot of room for feeling unsure of yourself and there's a margin of error where you almost like can believe that something that you're doing is wrong or you are not um, handling a situation the proper way. I feel like there's just so many ways for people to evolve and grow into the person that they want to be. So it had me reflecting on the things that I feel like were very uncomfortable for me in the beginning that eventually became comfortable after practice and repetition. And so today we're just going to outline those 10 things. Um, It's no secret I love these like format episodes because I like to kind of stay on task have things to kind of keep it moving along and just kind of make it easier for the listener to follow. Um, So I'm just going to list one through 10 and chat about them. The first one being being alone. So I think everybody would agree that sometimes being alone is a very uncomfortable thing. You're left alone with your thoughts, with your emotions, you start overthinking 
And I think over time, I have gotten more comfortable with being alone, whether that be traveling alone, whether that be going out to eat alone, or just whether that be being in my own company and doing things by myself, going shopping, going for walks, um, whatever it might be. I feel like in the past couple years especially, I have made a point to go on vacations by myself. So for example, I had some time off when I was living in New York. We had like a mandate at Trader's Block and I traveled to California for a week or so by myself just to kind of explore. I kind of had a home base in Newport and then I just took day trips, you know, going as far north as Santa Barbara and as far south as San Diego. And I had to deal with all of the logistics on my own, whether that be the Airbnb or the rental car or just the daily navigation of getting from point A to point B, waking up and having a whole day in front of me and, you know, having the autonomy of how I want to spend it. And then aside from logistics and decision making, the little moments in between of not really having anybody to conversate with and not even having another person's presence of like being in the same room as me or in the passenger seat on those long car rides. It was just really a good opportunity to just kind of be with myself and sit with myself and grow to like it. Um, So obviously Australia was kind of similar in the same vein, but just an extended and Um, kind of more exacerbated version of the situation. And so when I came here, I was very forthcoming in previous podcasts that it really wasn't easy. And for one of the first times in my life, like being alone, I felt truly lonely. Um, I would say by nature, I am kind of like a lone wolf. I definitely love my me time and have no problem like retreating from others because I would consider myself an extroverted introvert. So I definitely regain energy by being alone. Um, So I do already kind of spend a lot of time in my room and just kind of in my lonesome, but I like it that way. Um, But I also love having the option to interact and I still do love being around friends and family kind of when my energy levels deem necessary. So Australia was definitely a challenge and when I got here, I was kind of second guessing everything. And while I found community in my workout classes and in my job um, with my coworkers and stuff and just the community in general. The reality is majority of my time here has been spent alone. So with the exception of when I had a few friends come out and visit me and stay with me for like a week or so at a time, in between those moments and in between the daily moments of going to workouts and going to work, I was doing a lot of things by myself and I was my own company. And I think there comes a point in life where you kind of have to face Um, that being alone is kind of inevitable and it really allows you the opportunity to get to know yourself and get to like yourself as well. I feel like when you are alone, obviously you're left with your thoughts and just the reality of kind of where you are, are in life and if you're happy, if you're not happy. And I think that can be really challenging for some people because facing those questions head on can sometimes bring out answers that they might not necessarily want um, and they might be really hard to cope with and address um, because then it really requires like a plan of action to fix those things. And I feel like it's just important to be able to face yourself head on and just exist with yourself without coexisting with other people around you. 
I feel like especially these days, the world is so busy and there's so much noise and chaos that it's very rare that you kind of sit in silence with yourself in your solitude and just be able to reflect and just be um, without the distractions of a phone or without the distractions of somebody else's company. Um, It's an unsettling feeling, but I think with all things, um, practice kind of makes perfect and it gets a little bit more comfortable. So leaving Australia, I feel like I definitely can say I'm more comfortable with my own company. With that being said, I think it's also okay to acknowledge that I very much prefer to be in the environment with my people, with my loved ones. And while these experiences and these day trips that I took were amazing and were an opportunity to grow and again, just learn to like being by myself and just with myself, would they be better if I had a friend or a family member with me at all times? Yes, because I love my loved ones and they just amplify every experience and make it that much better. And I think that acknowledgement is okay that maybe you prefer to be with people, but I think it is really important at the end of the day to just know that if it is just you in the end, or if there is a day where it's going to just be you and you only, that you're going to be okay and it's not going to set off any type of trigger. The second thing that I got comfortable doing was saying no and setting boundaries. And this can definitely be taken in friendships, in relationships, in a work environment. I feel like people feel the need to be people pleasers and yes men. And it is so uncomfortable to say no. And it is so easy to want to appease other people. But when I got comfortable personally saying no to things that I didn't want to do, I got better at saying yes to the things that I did want because I found that saying no to the things that didn't serve me freed up mental energy and space for me to kind of evaluate what does serve me and what are the things that I do want to pursue? What am I interested in? What things make me feel less drained and more alive? Um, So again, I kind of mentioned like this could be in an everyday life scenario or in relationships in general. Maybe it is saying no to going out on a Friday because you would prefer to say yes to staying in and just having a self-care night and watching a movie and doing your skincare and taking a nice relaxing bath. Um, Maybe it means saying no to a job in your degree because you feel like you should be practical and use it since you went to school for it and paid for it. Um, But maybe that no means that you can say yes to taking a risk on accepting a position in a different field that might, you know, more align with your intrinsic values or your passions. Um, I just feel like we live our lives very often trying to maybe like tiptoe is the right word, like tiptoe around other people's feelings or wants. And we almost feel wrong for wanting different things. But The more that we accept that saying no should be a muscle that we flex in everyday life because it's literally just the opposite of yes. Like you have two choices every time somebody presents an option to you and usually your gut will tell you which one you're leaning towards. So I just feel like being capable of saying no and voicing what you want is really important in life. Kind of along the lines of voicing what you want, the third thing that I got comfortable doing was asking the question. 
I feel like so often people feel really uncomfortable asking for what they want because they might seem like they're a burden in some way. So again, this can have a wide range of context, whether it be in the work world or whether it just be in your personal life. I'll give a little example just from my professional life. So when I was still trading and in finance, um, I had recently switched roles from being a trader to a sales trader. So kind of like a little nuance, but basically instead of executing the trades, I was more so now in charge of getting the trades in the door. And it was a heavier sales role and it was going to require me to go out more and entertain clients more. And I really felt like I had found a groove with trading. I felt like my intraday um, was a lot more interesting and stimulating. And I just felt like it jived a little bit better with my personality, just given the fact that I don't really love to go out very often. Um, It also didn't really help that my whole team was kind of in a different office because of just like the COVID situation going on. So a lot of them were in our disaster recovery site in Clifton and I was in New York City still. So when it came time to kind of meet with my two managers and just assess how things were going and um, I kind of called the meeting because I really just wasn't happy with my development. I felt like I was kind of stagnant. I wasn't really doing much. I wasn't experiencing a lot of growth. And I just felt like as a young person, I kind of should have been, um, I guess, more engaged. I asked the question, can I go back to trading? I felt like I was happy there. And so I just asked, is there an opportunity for me to go back? And The honest answer was no, there really wasn't. Um, There had just been some recent graduates that were on our team that were trading because that was kind of like step one to get them acclimated with the desk and like kind of how I started out as a trader as well. But the point is that I asked the question and I got the answer and I still stick by this and I will say this every time I'm asked the question, what your favorite quote is, because mine is, if you don't ask, the answer is already no. So I could have just silenced and had just people pleased and I could have just agreed to continue doing sales trading even though I knew it really wasn't a great inherent fit. But deep down, I knew that I wanted to go back to trading. So I asked if there was any possibilities. And, you know, sometimes there is going to be a way that, that your proposition can work and other times there aren't. But I feel like it's important to feel comfortable to speak up and to ask for what you want. So maybe it is in a serious situation like that, or maybe it is in a restaurant when the bartender brings you a drink and maybe you asked for tequila in your espresso martini and the bartender accidentally gave you vodka. Like it would be so easy to just drink the vodka espresso martini, but why wouldn't you just approach the bartender and just say, hey, I'm so sorry. Like I actually asked for this with tequila. Like, would you mind remaking it? That is what you asked for. And as a customer, like you have the right to get what you're paying for. And as long as you're approaching a conversation as a level-headed, kind-hearted person that's making a reasonable request and you're going about it in the right way, there's no reason that you shouldn't advocate for yourself and state your needs and feel comfortable doing so without the fear of inconveniencing somebody else or being a quote-unquote burden. So I just feel like this was a little bit top of mind because especially my time in Australia, I was definitely reaching out to a lot of people to kind of come and see their practice and 
come into their world and their gym to kind of see how they do things. And I was met with the most receptivity and kindness. And if I was too timid or too scared of inconveniencing them to take away time from their workday or time from their clients or their personal lives that I never asked the question, then I never really would have had those experiences. So I just feel like being able to ask for what you want is the best and most surefire way that you're going to get it. Otherwise, I don't really see in a world where you're getting what you want and you're advancing as you should. The next thing that I got comfortable doing was slowing down. And again, I feel like in this day and age, nobody wants to slow down. We are always so content to just be on the go and buy into hustle culture and grind culture. And it feels quote unquote weak or wrong for wanting to just slow down and do less. And I was listening to the Skinny Confidential podcast this week and they said something that really resonated with me. The whole episode resonated with me because even though they're more established in their career and they're older and they're totally in a different phase, they've kind of gone through a similar transition in the past few years of their life of looking at what was working and what was not working and then making appropriate adjustments. So they were living in LA, you know, another like hustle and bustle grind culture city And they were always experiencing, you know, high cortisol and they felt like they were living in fight or flight mode and just really running themselves into the ground. So they made the change to move to Austin where they bought a property with land and just more space and fresh air. And they bought this home that they really made a sanctuary and they loved where they lived. The quote that they said was it really wasn't until they slowed down that they were able to speed up. And that really resonated with me because I feel like when you think about being the best version of yourself, a lot of people go to the default of the version of yourself that is doing the absolute most. But I would really argue to say that that version of yourself that's doing the absolute most is running on empty a lot of the time. I know I can speak from personal experience that when I was doing the most, the most in my job, the most in my workouts, the most in my social life of going out and drinking all the time. I had never felt so empty and tired and inflamed and just so sick of feeling that way. Um, And it wasn't until I slowed down and I moved back to Philadelphia and kind of adopted a slower pace of life. And I really started to go for long walks and slowed on my workouts and you know, take up Pilates instead of the insane HIIT workouts that I used to do. Um, And I started to say no, again, going back to the first thing, but saying no to some social plans so that I could just slow my weeks down and have nights in versus always being on the go and meeting somebody at the next bar, the next restaurant, or rushing out to the next thing. It was after I I made those changes that I really started to feel more content inside and more happy and more rejuvenated. I kind of felt like I was like alive again and my energy levels obviously came up and I just felt like I was living in better alignment with what I wanted and who I truly was. I now feel like I look at life and my health and wellness in terms of longevity and just really living out a life that is going to be more sustainable and rewarding for the next 
couple decades instead of just the next couple weeks. Like I'm no longer just trying to make it to Friday. I'm no longer just trying to make it through the next month. Like I am honestly looking at things just more holistically and on a longer timeline to adopt a life that is prosperous but is going to continue to be prosperous for time to come. The next thing that I got comfortable doing was foregoing a plan. And with that came asking myself what was not working and then kind of course correcting. And I think that not having a plan is extremely uncomfortable, especially if you are more of like a type A person like I am. Um, I feel like some people like to have the five-year plan, 10-year plan, and I was previously kind of that person, but I look at myself now and I'm like, fuck, I don't even have a one-month plan at this point. I'm flying home from Australia in a day and a half, and I have no clue what the spring is going to bring me. Um, I have a little bit of an idea of what summer is going to bring me because I am thankful that it's going to look a little bit more like my summer from last year where I bartended and worked down the shore. Um But with that being said, I really don't have a plan in terms of career and living situation and just like the next chapter in general. And so that is scary. And I would say it's something that I definitely had to warm up to because the initial action of quitting the job and foregoing the plan that I had made over all of my years in college and what I had worked so hard for was definitely not an easy decision and it was one that I had to come to over months and months at a time and you kind of would have heard the introspective thoughts I was having if you listened to my episode I think it was like episode three where I literally read you my journal and you just really saw the tug of war going on in my head and my heart of what I wanted in my gut but what my head was telling me because it was telling me to be quote-unquote practical Um, so once I kind of made the decision to quit the job, my plans all went out the window and I feel like I've been living kind of on the fly ever since. And that's essentially what this podcast was really founded on was just the notion of figuring it out, but being happy in the meantime. And I feel like a lot of people are not happy or comfortable with not having a laid out plan that, for example, we had for the first 22 years of our lives when we went to school and all kind of were on the same path. And then after you graduate, you finally have the autonomy to make your own decisions and go your own ways. And maybe you choose to go into the work world or maybe you choose to go back to school or maybe you choose to take some time off and travel. You finally are able to make your own decisions and you almost have decision um, paralysis because you finally have the autonomy that you're not used to having. And so I think that with all of that just comes the comfort of having a plan. But me personally, I've realized that if a plan is not working for me in the current moment, I need to feel comfortable abandoning that plan and just having faith in myself to course correct in real time and kind of pivot. And I think the thing that I really want to emphasize in that last sentence was having faith in yourself. I don't think I'd ever be comfortable with foregoing a plan and really facing the music of what's not working in my current life if I didn't inherently believe in myself and believe in my capabilities as a person and what I bring to the table in a professional and a personal sense. And I think it's really important to 
again, love yourself and grow to know yourself so that you can be comfortable putting yourself in these situations that you have no doubt, whatever lies ahead, you are well-equipped and you are capable of handling and you will succeed. I feel like it all boils down to just believing in yourself and believing that you will um, figure out whatever the next chapter is holding for you, even if you don't yet know what that is. And so has it been uncomfortable in the beginning? Yes. Am I getting a little bit more comfortable with it? Yes. I'm definitely learning because I've had the time to practice it. Um, But I think it's just really important to be comfortable abandoning something that's not serving you. The next thing that I got comfortable doing was welcoming criticism. And this was honestly a reminder that I had this morning. I was at a workout and it was kind of like a heavy lift day. And I'm honestly not a huge lifter. I lifted the most when I was in college, but even then, like I was a long distance runner. So we kind of like half-assed our lifts and we like had some people paying attention to our form, but we were never really like the focus of the weight room because they, all the coaches kind of knew that we weren't really like lifting that heavy and that often. All to say my lifting form isn't the best. So today at my workout, it was a heavy lifting day and the instructor was giving me um, feedback on my front squat technique. And he had already kind of corrected me a few times and made a few adjustments to my form. And then my next set, he was like, last thing I want to fix, last thing I want to fix. Like he kept kind of saying that. And I outright was like, please do not feel like you need to tiptoe around like my feelings. Like you do not need to spare my feelings. I want to do this lift properly, not only just for the effective nature of the lift, but I I don't want to get injured as well. I was like, never feel like you need to stop critiquing or giving me feedback because I truly appreciate it and I want to hear what you have to say. And he was responsive to that entirely. He was like, oh, trust me. Like if I'm not saying anything, it's because your form is perfect. Basically saying like, I'm going to tell you if you're doing something wrong. And I was like, okay, great. But I just wanted to like put it out there. Like, please give me as much feedback as possible. And I feel like I kind of just welcome this across all avenues of my life mostly I think my experience has been in the professional sense I feel like it usually comes when you're learning how to like do a new task so obviously in the work world especially when you're young and you're just starting out like there's a lot of margin for error so you're bound to just be like corrected a lot and I feel like it really just goes to show um like the person that you are and the confidence that you have when you can welcome and accept and encourage criticism because you know in the long run that it's only going to make you better off. So even though maybe when you're starting out and you are in a new position and you're getting a lot of like feedback or quote unquote criticism your way, um, I definitely think it's worthwhile to just get comfortable welcoming it and voicing your encouragement that you are open to feedback because ultimately it's really just like a reflection of your security as a person and your willingness to grow um, and get better at whatever you're doing. The next thing that I got comfortable doing was talking to strangers and this one is just like a little bit more lighthearted like by this I literally just mean like striking up conversations in public places. I feel like a human connection is the sole purpose of life. Maybe not the sole purpose, but the most important one, in my opinion. And I feel like in this day and age, like I said earlier on the podcast, life is so noisy and busy. 
And I feel like it's honestly run by that little goddamn device in our hands that we look at for a majority of the day. And sometimes I like find myself sitting in the grocery store and I'm like looking around at all of the people like waiting in line to pay and everybody just has their head in their phone. And it's so sad that we're all sitting in a crowded room, but we're not interacting. We're just staring down at this device in our hand. Meanwhile, we have a world of people living around us, but it's like almost considered weird to strike up a conversation and pass the time in line talking to your neighbor instead of scrolling on Instagram. And so I feel like while it doesn't always feel natural or comfortable to just strike up a conversation with those people around you, no matter where you are in the grocery store or on vacation, if you're sitting at a a bar and there's a couple sitting next to you that seem interesting or there's a bartender that's sitting a little idle, like why not just talk to the person? I feel like that's when I've personally met the most interesting people and I've had the most interesting interactions and the best nights come out of it. Like I just always feel like there's nothing to lose by striking up a conversation and getting to know a new person. Just being able to talk to strangers and being comfortable in that role Again, I think this boils down to feeling confident in yourself and kind of being comfortable in who you are as a person that you are willing to put yourself out there. Um, But I would say talking to strangers was never always easy for me, but now it's something I find myself doing on a very regular basis. The next thing along the same line, putting myself out there. This podcast was uncomfortable to start. Self-promoting this podcast is still pretty freaking uncomfortable. Something about like being your own advocate or like pushing your own content or your own work into someone else's space or down their throat just feels uncomfortable when you view it that way. And it is uncomfortable when you view it that way, which is why I always try to kind of shift the narrative in my mind of if I'm promoting this podcast, it is just because I am proud of something that I have produced and I maybe think it could be helpful that I want others to listen to it because maybe they would pick up something from it. And there's nothing wrong with advocating for yourself and for your work. And so I feel like while putting yourself out there, maybe in either that sense of kind of the example that I gave with with your work and being vulnerable and showing your emotions, It could also be taken as asking somebody to hang out. Like maybe you're fearful that they might reject you if you propose, hey, do you want to go get happy hour drinks after work one day? Like with new coworkers, if you're new to a job and you're trying to make friends, like I totally understand putting yourself out there in any capacity, whether it be on a social media platform or in real life or in the dating world, it can be scary because every time you put yourself out there, somebody has the opportunity to kind of reject you or shoot you down and say no. Um, But if you want the result of forming relationships, connecting with others, impacting others, this is just a part of life. Um, So again, I know this is like a reoccurring theme, but I feel like it boils down to being confident in yourself and believing in yourself of who you are and what you have to offer and what you kind of bring to the table in relationships and situations. Um, that can maybe help people or make them better off. All right, we have two more. So the next thing that I got comfortable doing was owning my shit. And again, this can be taken in like a professional sense or a personal sense. 
And honestly, I think it's easier in a professional sense because in order to own your shit, you kind of need to be like almost called out on it or you almost have to like make a mistake that's kind of blatant. So like I think back to when I was starting out at work and I would make a mistake and like it was one that I couldn't hide from. So because I was a trader, like if I made a mistake, that most likely meant that we lost a shit ton of money and we were going to have, you know, a big loss at the end of the day. Like I cannot hide that and I cannot push my fault in the trading um, role onto anybody else. And so that was definitely like a good exercise because don't get me wrong, like I made a lot of mistakes in the beginning starting out, whether that be like miscommunication or hitting wrong buttons or literally just having like a lapse in judgment for a quick second. Like it's obviously a career that has a very quick pace and a lot of margin for error. And so as a young person starting out and just learning by doing, the you know default was that I was probably going to be making a lot of mistakes in order to learn um, you know, kind of how to avoid those mistakes in the future. And so when I would make a mistake, I would immediately kind of have to notify my boss. And that was definitely good practice for owning my shit in the moment. Um, and that's in the profession professional sense. And I was having to tell my boss because that mistake even needed to be rectified with the client. Like a lot of times we weren't just the only, our PNL wasn't just the only, um, impact and result of my fuck up. Like a lot of times it impacted a client that we needed to notify and make the situation right. And so that was definitely good practice for me to get more comfortable. I feel like an area that I'm still definitely learning is like the personal sense and in like my personal relationships, because for example, maybe I make somebody feel a certain type of way that was absolutely not intentional And maybe it's not really brought to my attention right away that I can address it properly. Um, But I feel like once that is maybe brought to my attention, like, hey, you kind of made me feel this way when you said this, or you made me feel this way when you canceled our plans last minute or whatever it is, like owning my shit and calling out the elephant in the room is always something that I strive to do. Even if it's like an embarrassing moment, like if I if I fall in public or something, like I laugh at myself and I'm like the first to acknowledge it. And there's a difference between acknowledging it and shooting yourself down and having like self-deprecating humor and just being like very degrading towards yourself. Like there's a difference. Um, but I feel like my name of the game is usually just calling myself out whenever I can. And again, owning my shit, owning up to it, and trying to rectify a situation if it needs rectifying. Um, I just feel like there is so much power in being able to hold yourself accountable and challenge yourself to kind of do better and be better in the situations where you kind of slip up. And again, is it comfortable? No. But I think you will gain more respect and have more worthwhile relationships once you're able to feel more comfortable doing just that. The final thing that I'm going to talk about today and the last thing that I got comfortable doing was sticking to a routine. So I feel like I say it pretty much every podcast episode. I work this in somehow. I'm a very routine-oriented person. I really thrive off of discipline and following my good habits um, just to kind of keep myself in a mental and physical state that makes me happy and feel fulfilled. And so while it is uncomfortable sometimes to carry out these habits, maybe it's uncomfortable to wake up early in the dead of winter and leave your warm bed to go outside and go for that run that you told yourself you were going to go on before work. 
Maybe it's uncomfortable to meditate and sit with your thoughts for five minutes. Maybe it's uncomfortable to sit in an ice bath that is currently at freezing for three to five minutes to challenge yourself a little more and focus on your breathing. Like that is literally what I did this morning. I feel like habits that you set out for yourself are obviously intended to have a net benefit. It's not like you put habits in place intentionally that are going to make you worse off or a worse version of yourself. So I feel like just getting comfortable with sticking to a routine and keeping promises to yourself is one of the most important things that you can do because I truly feel like it will allow you to unlock a level of happiness that you might not have even known existed. And this is truly where my passion lies. When I think about the impact that I want to have on others, I almost feel like I should be like a accountability or like a motivational coach because I care so much about giving people the tools to unlock the best version of themselves because I firmly believe that a lot of people are living well, well, well below their potential. And that's a result of the habits and the ways that they spend their time day in and day out. Not getting up early enough on a Monday to allow themselves to like be set up for a successful day in terms of being able to maybe get a workout first or maybe not even a workout, but maybe just sitting down with a cup of coffee and journaling out their thoughts so that they're more clear-minded going into the week. Like there are just so many things that people can be doing in a mental sense and a physical sense that can make them to be a happy, healthier, and better version of themselves all around. And I feel like it all comes down to the routine and putting things in place that you know will benefit you. And so I feel like being comfortable sticking to a routine that might not feel so comfortable at first is literally the name of the game. Like getting out of your comfort zone to reach new levels of comfort and new capabilities that will make you a more well-rounded person. And so is it always comfortable to do these hard things? No. Is it always comfortable to kind of rely on your discipline instead of motivation to get these tasks done? No. But it will truly push you to your greatest potential. And I firmly believe that it's a worthwhile investment to make. So those were my 10 things. I really hope that you took something away from this episode. I know a lot of them kind of intertwined and kind of fed off of one another. I know there were a lot of consistent themes in this episode in terms of being confident and comfortable with who you are because let's face it, I feel like that's probably one of the most important things in life. Um, But these 10 things that started out as uncomfortable truly got more comfortable the more practice I got doing them. And I do think it's just a part of growing up and kind of growing into yourself and learning to love the person that you are. So I am going to leave you here. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of Figured Outable. I am really looking to bring some guests on in the future. Once I'm like back on the U.S. time zone, I'm definitely going to be reaching out to some people and sending up some Zoom calls to hopefully get some conversations, maybe around like money is one that I've been really thinking about often. Um, I have some other ideas floating around in my head, so hoping to bring some of those to fruition soon. But thank you for tuning in. As always, feedback and criticism is welcome. Coming full circle here, and I will talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye.